Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's up, everybody? It's Johnny King, and I always get excited to have someone like Lance Isios on the podcast, and I have to keep myself from being like, what's up, everybody, and blasting your ears off. So, Lance, what's going on, man? Happy to have you on, man. <laughs> Johnny, what's up, bro? Good to see you again, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. All the way from, from Costa Rica, living the dream. I love it. Um, let me, let me, if you don't mind, before I, we jump in too much stuff, let me read through your bio just for those who don't know you. Mm. Um, Lance Isios is the creator of the increasingly popular podcast and innovative series entitled The University of Adversity. Let me just slow down and say that University of Adversity. In case it's a tongue twister. That. It's a tongue twister <laughs> that delivers inspiring stories of people who have overcome incredible adversity and gone forward to achieve limitless success. And so the focus of his podcast, which I've been on, I've had the honor of being on, is really to go from living in the backseat of your life as a victim into the driver's seat of empowerment, right? So you guys, you're really just focusing on giving people the tools with how to go from victimhood to empowerment. Is that right? Yeah, man. That's, That's awesome. And you've had some big, uh, some big people on your show. It's pretty awesome. New York Times bestselling authors, athletes, celebrities, so many people. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's been, it's been a fun ride. It's been, it's been great. You know, it's That's so cool. Yeah. And then I definitely encourage everybody to go check out our episode when you're on. Cause it was fire also. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Who, who, uh, I wouldn't say who is your most favorite guest, but who are some of the ones, the, the ones that you, that kind of stick out to you or that are memorable? Um, yeah, it's funny. Cause when I get asked this, I say different ones sometimes depending on who popped up in my head. Cause we yeah. have done 300, but the ones that Obviously getting someone like Grant Cardone and Jack Canfield were huge for me. Like Jack Canfield was pretty amazing to get. Um, Cause being able to grow up and learn about reading the secret and all that, and to be yep. able to have him on and just to see what a humble guy he is too. Like he's just such a rad dude. Like you, you sometimes when you see these people in the spotlight, you get, you, they're different when you talk to them, you're like, yep. Whoa, yep. You're a bit of a prick. Yeah. Like, you know, there's people that have like, they have like images of themselves and then yeah. you see, you talk to them. They're not like that. Yeah. Jack Canfield is like just such a great dude. He's exactly what you would think. Cool. So yeah, man, there's a couple of those. There's also been some athletes that have been amazing too, like Ronnie Turioff who run, won an NBA championship with LeBron James in 2012. Mm -hmm. He was awesome. There's been so many different personalities, man. It's been just a wild ride. That's gotta be fun though, too. Just the, the variety you get to, I mean, obviously the, the conversation being around overcoming the shit in life, but yeah. pretty cool to come across so many different personalities. Yeah. It's, it's cool because like what I realized when I first started the show, I thought it just had to be like some, somebody did something crazy and then all of a sudden they're coming back and the comeback story is great. But like what I've realized is that there's a lot of different areas that adversity shows up. And there's a lot of experts on different things that provide tools for people. So it's a matter of just, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's got adversity. It's about finding that angle 
And every single person has a different angle about a different thing. Totally. So it's just, it's about the level that they're willing to share and the, the stuff you're able to pull out. So mm-hmm. it's really powerful stuff, man. And I've, I've grown a lot just from having these conversations with people. Like it's been like therapy for me. And, you know, especially after all the crazy shit I've gone through and it's been imagine. a blessing, man. It's been a I blessing. What, yeah. what really provoked you in starting the podcast? Yeah, I was, I got a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty wild ride of a story. Um, I would say what really ignited the, the, the podcast was, you know, I lost my younger brother to suicide and my dad to cancer within like a year. Mm. So, you know, that was kind of at the end of like a, a lot of years of uh, alcohol addiction, a lot of like emotional trauma from like a stepmother. She just caused our lives a lot of pain. There's just a lot of like unresolved pain and trauma that led up to this point of my life. And that was kind of like, all right, after losing them, you know, I was just, I felt this empowerment to create a podcast around people's stories, man, you know, sharing stories. And that's at the time, listening to podcasts, doing, you know, learning, getting inspired. That's, that's what I needed. You know, like I, so I was like, what did I, you know, what did I listen to? I've been listening to podcasts for so many years now. And I just, I didn't have any, any real format or reason. I was like, I just want to share inspiring stories. Mm -hmm. And cause I, I wanted to start showing the world like who I was and, and make impact where I could, because Pouring drinks for a living, although I loved connecting with people and partying for a living, it, it had a shelf life and it, it, beat, it beat the shit out of my body for a long time. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's time to make a decision and, and do, make some impact in a different way. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. And you know, I started at the end of 2019 or end of 2018 in December. Podcasting wasn't that big back then. Mm-hmm. And everybody, there was just like, it was easy to get guests. It was easy to get like, I wouldn't say, well, it wasn't easy, but like, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of like, it wasn't as competition as much yeah. competition from, right. And if yeah. you had a good show and you had a good message, people were doing, they still, it's still people right now is still a very beginning part of podcasting. In my opinion, like there's, there's, you know, there's so much room for growth, but when I started, it was just, when you start the, the main reason of why I'm saying this is like, when you start something that's aligned with your path, I feel like the universe kind of rewards you with, more of it. And it just felt like, Oh shit. Okay. This is working. I'm getting these people and I'm not having to do a lot of work to get them. And it's just flowing. And that was kind of how it happened and before you know it. I'm like, people are sending me people, people were referring me people. I'm like, well, okay. I, mean, I like this. This feels mm-hmm. good. So mm-hmm. I just kept doing it, man. I wonder too, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I would feel like that having maybe gone through what you went through, um, which was kind of one of my questions um, that I was going to ask you a little bit later, but you just got into it. It's like losing your bro. That's got to be, I mean, especially to suicide. I don't know. I, I can't even imagine what you went through losing your dad as well. You know, I lost my mom, but uh, to go through that and then feel lonely to feel mm-hmm. alone to, you know, was the podcast very therapeutic for you? Dude. It was, it's, it still is like my therapy, man. Yeah. Like it is, 
it is, this is, it is the hidden gem being able to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. This is what it's all about, man. Mm -hmm. This is, and I had no idea when I was going into this, but you start to do these things. Like, you know, for a while I was doing like, even this week, I have six interviews this week. Jeez. So they are, although they are mentally draining, but they also fill you up. Yeah. So <laughs> you start to have these high level conversations intentionally over time with these high level people, you start to raise your, your own level of vibration to, to meet that. And you become that because you're doing it all the time. And it's not like you're like trying to be like this, but you're just, you're always, you just having these high level conversations before you know it, you start to transform and having people be vulnerable and share their truth and their story gives other people permission. And that's really where the change happens. And for me hearing that, and then me sharing each time I share my story, like on a show like this, it helps me heal a little bit more. And it, it allows others that are listening to be like, Oh shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it gives, you know, they're, I, he's gone through that or she's gone through that. And they're just like me, you know, they can relate to you. And I think so. that's, that's where the power of it is. And it was, it was a, it was a very crazy situation, man, because when my, when my brother passed away, my dad was actually visiting me in Australia and I hadn't seen my dad in like three years. And what, what happened was I was at work. I got the news from my older brother and I had to come home and tell my dad the news. He had no idea. So that was really, really challenging. And, you know, within once, once my dad had that news, you know, within a year he got cancer and died. Like that was the thing that, that just killed him. Right. And I'm going deep with that because that that's the level of like craziness that I went through with it. And I, I was just, there was just so much that, so much emotion that was created there that I just ended up figuring out a way to channel it into something positive. And, um, yeah. And it's just been, it's been medicine for me ever since, man, to, yeah, to really awesome. like heal through that stuff. I appreciate you opening up about it. And I think it's, it's difficult. And I think our, our stories kind of align in different ways, but, um, you know, having just gone into more of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and, and realizing or <clears throat> understanding from his standpoint of what he teaches, you know, thoughts are vibrations, you know, our, our energy and the higher, you know, more positive, let's say emotions, uh, it radiates in you and vibrates you in a different capacity than lower states of emotion, right. Or negative states of emotion. Um, and I kind of grew up that way, actually kind of learning that, like, not so much mind over matter as it was like, you know, the, a lot of times the things that show up in this human experience are the result of your consciousness, your thought, you know? So with your dad, uh, as it kind of maybe seemed like with my mom as well, when you have all this repressed stuff, I, I can, again, it's just my story made up. I don't know if it's true or not, but the, a lot of stuff that my mom was dealing with her relationship with my father, who was at the time closet homosexual, I think it kind of ate away at her uh, and who knows, right? But uh, cancer for her too, I felt like kind of manifest itself. I was just wondering if, like you said, that that news of your bro, how did you see that really affect your dad? And, and why did you say it kind of, you felt like it was the impetus for the cancer a year later? Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that, bro. Like that's, yeah. that's, um, I don't think we even got, got into that on my show. Mm -mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. So yeah, it was, um, 
So we had lost, we'd lost what my grandma, my grandpa, two uncles, my dad's best friend prior to that within five years. So it was, it was already feeling like, so my dad already lost his family, Mm -hmm. you know, a big chunk of he's very close with. And the, the, the funny thing is, is like, he was on a really good path at the point when he came to visit me in Australia, like he had lost a bunch of weight. He had this trainer. I was like, dad, I've never seen you so fit. Like, what the hell are you doing? He was like, (laughs) really looked really good. Yeah. You know, he drove me crazy. We stayed with him in my, my little studio apartment on Bondi Beach for six weeks, which was interesting, you know, but it was great <laughs> because course. I got to, I got to hang out with him and really connect with him for the first time in a while. I'm so grateful for that, mm-hmm. you know, because we did get almost six weeks together before we got the news. So when I, I just I literally dude, when I saw when I told him that, like I saw this thing shift in him, I just saw this like. It, it, was, it, was, it was something I'll never forget. And it was really, really sad. And um, to see him, that was kind of like, he fa- I think he felt like he failed so badly. Like I could just feel it. And that was, he was trying so hard to rekindle his relationship with him because we had a crazy stepmother. So he's a product of, uh, you know, a step marriage, uh, uh, another marriage, and mm-hmm. it was very toxic. And that's a whole other story for many years. Mm-hmm. And she made my life, our lives like hell, right? All the time. She wouldn't allow my dad to see him. So there was already this strain in my dad's stress for like 20 years, man. 20, like just the step one, step woman from hell, stepmom from hell, just mm-hmm. making life hell for everybody, literally. Um, and there was already this strain within them. So he was really trying his best to like, how am I going to see him? Like, what am I going to do? How am I, you know, trying hard to, to rekindle that. And that was just kind of like, I think it tore him apart. And, you know, we, you know, went back together, had to deal with all the funeral stuff. This was the beginning of 2016. And um, after that, you know, within a year, he just, he, I think he just stopped giving a shit about a lot of things. He, I could see his attitude was just shifting and um, yeah, man. And then, you know, he started to, he started to get these like pains and in, in the late spring, I remember talking about it and the doctors didn't know what the hell it was. Went to a naturopath, I went to a functional medicine doctor, went to a GP, nobody knew they told him to stop worrying and he was getting, it was just getting worse. But nothing that was like, you know, it was just pains that were like just normal pains. Mm-hmm. And they, there was nothing. There was no like red flags or anything. And then it wasn't until I think it was July, man, where I got the I got the call where they're like, my brother's like, look, dad, we're in the hospital because he was in so much pain within like that week. Mm-hmm. He's he's got 48 hours. Like I got that call and I was like, wow. 48 hours. What? I was just like. So immediately, as soon as I heard, yeah, they're like, he's got pancreatic cancer. It's like stage four. He's got like no time left. So I get on the phone. I'm like, dad. He's like, yeah. He's like, you better get down here. It was fucking horrible, man. Mm-hmm. And so I got on the flight, flew from Sydney to Vancouver, straight 15 hour flight. Mm-hmm. Um, had to go over to Vancouver Island, Victoria. So I had to take that and get a ferry over. So I got over there. I got there around noon and Thank God he was still coherent when I saw him. But once I saw him, they started, started giving him more of this shit that they give you in the, in the ER 
or, you know, in that, you know, and they started feeding him these like drugs. And I just literally, he just literally declined within five hours and he passed away with it like by like 5 PM. So hmm. yeah, Damn. it was, it was really, it was really horrifying and just, you know, you, you, I could really, and you, you know, back to your question, you can see that uh, that was the reason why, right? Your energy, he didn't, this is the thing that I say too. It's like, it's not that thing specifically, but it's like how you manage your energy. Like if you take on stressful energy like that and you allow it to take over your body, it, it eventually takes over your cells. It eventually takes over everything. And that's what I believe happened. Like he had so much stress that he didn't know how to deal with. And this is why meditation, journaling, all the things, all the modalities allows you to process those emotions. He didn't know how to do that. Mm. And it manifested into cancer, mm. right? That is my opinion on, on, on that. And, you know, um, when you look at the body as a, as an organism and as energy, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty safe to say that, you know, that's how these things manifest in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. A hundred percent. Oh, well, man, brutal. Sorry. You yeah. went through that. And oh, yet, thanks. Thanks. Man. You know, it's, it's yeah. pushed you obviously into the man that you are today. I think it's the, the thing that where my mind goes with this too, is like, it's, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, having a, a podcast and now a book talking about adversity and, you know, just, using it because it's a buzzword versus for you being like, no, this has been my, my experience, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you, you, your middle name should be adversity, you know, overcoming adversity. Um, but I do feel like, cause I even experienced this just even earlier this week where I got into this headspace for not even 24 hours, but I knew that what would help would be meditation journaling, but in the place of that, that space where I'm so frustrated and judgmental of myself and like, I don't want to do any of it. And I was mm -hmm. like, I just, just do it. You know, you know, and I keep thinking like so many guys say their success is a result of doing, doing the things, even when they know or they f don't feel like doing it. I had a really hard time and I literally sat down to journal and I journaled like a paragraph and I was like, fuck this. Like, I, yeah. I hate this process. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, mm -hmm. there's part of it as a guy that I'm like, this is not my thing. Just let me go out and lift some weights. And that, but I, but I realized the thing that I really wanted to do was either go take a nap or turn on Netflix, which to me was always, it's just kicking the can down the road to deal with it when I get to the can again. Right. So yeah. what are some of the tools, things that you've learned? Cause that's some serious loss and adversity. What are the things that you, you know, yes, we could talk about what you've learned from your guests, but you've gone through so much that I feel like there's plenty enough we can talk about here. What, what are some yeah. of the things you've learned to yeah. go through something like that with your bro, with your dad? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it's funny because sometimes I have to sit and think about what did I actually do in order to get through this stuff? Right? right. Because to break it down. And this is what I'm doing with the book too. And thinking about it because, you know, sometimes when we do it to kind of reverse engineer it, it's, it's almost challenging because we get so used at used to our ways of doing it. You're like, okay, well, what did I actually do? Yeah. So, you know, the, it goes back many years, man, you know, dealing with a lot of, a lot of different shit and, you know, the, the, I believe to this day, 
the reason I am able to do anything is because I had so much love instilled in me at such a young age. Like I had a very loving family from zero to 10. Mm. There's a lot of fighting. It was emotional, but I had a lot of love given to me. So for many years, I was like pissed off because my parents split up and I was like, you know, Oh, I'm poor me. Like, fuck this, fuck this shit and all this. But I realized I'm like, wow, like I had that love and that the reason that I'm able to do that within myself and see that as others is because I had that given to me at such a young age. So I just want to say like, I'm grateful for that because, you know, to be able to look back and see that I'm like, that is part of the journey is itself as well as looking back at your timeline and just having the awareness of like, okay, like what has actually happened in my life? Like identifying it. And that's what I've been doing to go through a lot of this trauma that I, I, I've been, I'm still dealing with because especially when you're trying to quit toxic behaviors, like, you know, addictions and stuff, you got to go back to like, well, where did things get squirrely on the timeline? Like, where did Mm -hmm. things, why did I need this thing? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has been just kind of like, first of all, identifying it, accepting it as like part of you, you know, your story, all of it is in part of you. Like it's all just as important at our makeup of who we are. Mm-hmm. And, and that acceptance and not meaning acceptance is in, Oh, I'm going to do this and not do anything else. It's like, look, this is, this is my truth. This is what I've gone through. Okay. This has happened. Mm-hmm. So that itself is just allowing it to come into your life and just being like, okay, so this has happened. It's okay. Um, and then just realizing, like looking at the situation and, and breaking it down, like asking the question, this is what I I've been working on doing. And I, I try and look back and see the times that I went through different things and how I did it. So I just asked myself like, well, what am I learning from this situation? You know, because the first thing is you got to take a step back before we react to things, right? Like when we, we're all going to go through challenging times, but it's like, it's the, it's important to kind of first just identify what's in front of us, slow down and ask the question, you know, what can I learn from this? Really? Like, what is this, what teacher is this going to be? Like, what can, what, and if you can do that, it shifts your framework around, right? Like you really, cause it's easy to say, why me? Why is this happening? And go into the victim. But if we can program ourselves to always ask that question, like what can, what is this, what can this teach me? You know, it's that pause. And then it's really taking action and just, just going all in with it. Like just saying, let's fucking do this because, and not going back on it. Because I find going back on these these decisions we make uh, is what a lot of the the struggle comes from is because we we can't we don't accept fully going into something, you know, like leaning into it. a lot of the adversities we face is like facing fears, and it's like that fear response is there for us to lean into, and that's my opinion. Not leaning into that is actually worse than what we actually think is going to happen on the other side of it. Right. And we always, and I got this realization as well from my recent experience with ayahuasca here in Costa Rica and how much fear can serve us. It's, it's there as almost like a response to be like, do you want the reward? Do you want the little small rewards in life? Well, they're on the other side of that feeling. So the more you can get comfortable with responding to that 
and getting jumping into it, the more of those little life rewards are going to come. And that's how I've been really trying to look at things, man. It's, it's like really just taking a step back and looking at things and asking the question. And when you, when you realize it, just stepping in and when the, the, the way to even get to that place where you could pause in your life is through meditation. Like mm-hmm. meditation is what will, it's almost like it allows the time machine to like stop or slow down instead of us reacting. It like gives you that second or two or that, that few minutes to kind of step back and go, okay, what is happening here? Right. And I feel like if we don't meditate, if we don't journal, if we don't connect to ourselves enough, then it's always reacting. It's always like, as soon as something happens, it's like a response to react, react, react. And it's like, it doesn't always have to be like that. Right. And that comes with practice. And I think that's why people say, well, why do you meditate? Why do you do that? Well, it actually gives you more time. Like it buys you more time and allows you to step back and actually be conscious of every decision you make in your life. So that's kind of, you know, that's sort of how I look at things now, man. And that's kind of how I've done it. Is it been easy? No. Have I figured it out? No, I'm just every day I, I, I realize I'm like, okay, this is working. Let's do more of that. Mm. You know, you're being, you're being a, a victim today. Like you're complaining about shit. Like what? And it goes back to gratitude. Like, what am I grateful for? You know, like being grateful in the adversity is so important because that's what you're, you're not going to bring more of what you want. If you aren't accepting the present moment for what it is. Amen. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Well, that's, that's such gold there. Let me see if I, I heard you correctly. Cause I was kind of like writing this down. Cause I think it's so important if someone can walk away from this episode, be like, okay, this is, this is the actual process or a process of working through adversity, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's, there's just no way of avoiding it. The longer we're on this planet, you know, yeah. if you haven't gone through much adversity yet, just wait, you will. Right. But you said first and foremost, just taking a step back and, and, kind of slowing things down to separate your story from reality. I'm putting mm-hmm. different words mm-hmm. into what you're saying, right? To really look at what's fact versus what, how are you potentially catastrophizing it, making yeah. it worse than it is, right? And then two would be maybe uh, beginning to ask healthier questions, right? What can you learn from this, right? I have a question that I'll come back to. <clears throat> and then three would be to take action, to be fully committed, right? fully lean into that, even if there's discomfort, fear, pain, trauma, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you said in the process and keeping that going and staying balanced is your meditation, your journaling, which I think allows you to kind of pause and take stock on what's going on to see like, is this actually, are you actually going through this process healing and, and integrating intentionally, or are you just like still, just living your life in reaction to someone touching your wound and you being triggered and freaking out. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. But yeah, there's just, there's also one part to that too. In the beginning, it's like, what I've realized is that in order for us to create new stories, we need to accept the old story. We need to just not allow that story to be in the driver's seat, but acknowledge it as being, you know, part of the ride right? Part of the kingdom, you have different thrones, you know, and you have these different archetypes in our, in our psychology, right? These different personalities, call it whatever you want. But a lot of them have to do with stories of the past, 
Mm-hmm. And it's okay. But the first way, the only way we can move forward and create new ones is to accept the old ones as is. Mm-hmm. And doesn't mean you have to, doesn't mean you have to like, you know, constantly be reliving it over and over again, but like it's the acceptance and, and really it's the shadow work, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's the dark side of our, our life that we, we have to learn to accept first. So that's, this is kind of like the framework for, for moving forward for anybody. It's like, get out a journal and just kind of go through and ask yourself these questions. Like, you know, what story am I telling myself? Like what story is holding me back? Because if we can get conscious of the stories we're telling ourselves, then everything in the present moment gets easier. Mm. Right. Because a lot of times moving forward, it's a story from the past that's clogging our lens. And you talk about Mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza says the same thing. It's like, you have to create these new stories in our lives, but it's harder for people to do that when they're still living the old ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's still this like weird energy tied towards it. And I feel like acknowledging that and allowing it to sit at the table is, is, is instead of pushing it away is going to allow for more growth. So yeah, like that's, 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 that's what I feel is like a key process for people. To, I invite them to try out is, you know, to really go deep with it and, and you'll see what happens. Acceptance. I think of it as surrender. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just like uh, surrender isn't giving up. It's just, it literally is just acceptance of like, okay, I'm no longer in resistance to the, whatever the story is. Right. And a lot of the work that I've done too, is actually going back to like, shit, second grade, I was held back in second grade. That's a fact I was held back, but that the story I made up about it, that I wasn't intelligent, you know, that I wasn't smart enough to go forward and thus I've never been intelligent enough, you know, and this, this whole process of trying to prove my intelligence to myself, it's just been such a waste of energy, but it started when I was in second grade. Right. So to your point is like, that's the surrendering to, you know, and being able to decipher between fact and story. Right. That I think yeah. is so powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you also said uh, a few minutes ago about, you know, programming yourselves, are programming ourselves to ask the questions, right? Yeah, yeah. But how is that actually done, right? Because it's like programming yourself to eat well or to go to the gym. And a lot of people are like, I know that I should be doing this, but I just, how do I turn it into an actual habit? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. <laughs> right. I wish it was easy, right? But these are, the, these are the things that we need to be mindful of. We have a choice with every single situation with our perspective. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's his... I mean, you can't make anybody do it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's There's not a magic pill, but it's like, with what I'm looking at right now, what choice can I make? What question can I ask? You know, even we talked about Tony Robbins on our episode. It's like, mm-hmm. what does he say? The quality of your life comes from the quality of the questions you ask, mm-hmm. right? I mean, in this instance, it's like, what question am I going to ask? Is it empowering or is it is it going to reaffirm me being a victim? Yeah. And this is not an easy task, but the people that have figure it out. I believe people who have found happiness in their life and whatever success looks like have gotten better at asking the question and being empowered in the present moment. Mm. Right. And again, I, everybody listening out there, this is, this is it. This is the journey. This is where you learn, Mm. but you have to be conscious of it. First of all, that each decision in front of us, there's a choice. There's a question to be asked. Like, how am I going to react to this? How, like, what is this here? Is this, <laughs> what lesson can come out of this? Mm. And it's the hardest thing to do when shit is going, shit is going bad sideways. Yeah. It's really hard. 
but that's, but the, the more conscious you get, the more you become just conscious of it and slow down. You may still make a bad decision or you may make a decision that puts you down the wrong hole or whatever you go down. Like we all do, but it's the, it's just, and don't beat yourself up. Right. Like we make a decision that may put us down into the victim road. Well, don't be a victim. I mean, just accept it and go, okay, let's let the worst thing you can do is make a decision to beat yourself up on it and sit there mm. like that for a while. Mm. You know, it's, it's important to acknowledge it, sit with it and to move on. Right. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, this is a process that I'm continually working on is just being conscious in the moment with every decision, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, that's why even with the book, I say mastering adversity. It's like, because it's always a go. It's no matter how much success you have in your life, you've never fully mastered it. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody is still figuring out. Everybody has their, their, their traumas or their like little boy or little girl moments that come out. You can never fully dissolve that. Mm-hmm. Like we're all humans, you know, because people make a lot of money doesn't make, doesn't mean that they've figured out like the, the Kings and Queens of the universe. We're all still figuring it out all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's, yeah. And, and a lot of them actually, the, the more success, the quote unquote success they've gotten, the more out of control their life spirals. So, I mean, we've seen that in some totally. ways, you know, and they don't, yeah. they don't live very long or they, you know, they have complete meltdown. There's very few of those that I look up to who have, you know, crazy quote unquote financial or business success, but then they're also deeply fulfilled and humble. Like you said, uh, Jack Canfield, is that who you said? Yeah. It's just like the, just a straight shooter and like who, yeah. you, who you see online is exactly who you get to me. To, to me, that is part of that kind of King archetype where you're like, there's no fluff. There's no mask. It's just, yeah, it, they are who they are. And I think that's pretty powerful. And that's, I feel like you're, you're, you're that way too, which is really powerful in, in terms of just why I think you're making such a, a mark on the work that you're doing, you know, but I'm, I want to hear just more Thank about you. the, yeah, you bet the, the book itself, Mastering Adversity, obviously we're talking about the topic in mass here, you know, but yeah. what is it, what is it that someone could learn by reading it and, and kind of what was the, the focal point of actually writing it? Yeah. I mean, I'm still in the process, so we're, you know, still writing it and it's, again, the framework is going, is really tying in a lot of my personal story, you know, and where I've had to come as far as like the acceptance part of it and the healing of like past traumas mm-hmm. and how we create these new stories, kind of like what I was talking about. And it's going to be combining a lot of the topics and tying in past guests of topics pertaining to that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like to focus on these different areas, mind, body, spirit, vocation, relationship, and how adversity shows up in those areas. And really my whole, my whole goal of this book is to just make it super simple, just to have like a tangible resource that's like, oh, okay, cool. Like I can relate to this. There's some tools I can apply this. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not going to get you know, really complex and it's just going to be a really relatable tool. Yeah. Just like, just like, you know, cause I'm, I'm not university educated. I'm not, I don't have, I'm just like, I'm just learning student of life. You know, I'm learning through 
there's, I'm learning through all these stories and, you know, and entrepreneurship on my own and just figuring it out. So, you know, the book is just going to be written from that perspective of, of, you know, we're all on this journey. You may have gone through this. You may have not, you may relate to this. You may not, you may, this person, you know, whatever it may be. And if so, great, let's create a story and here's some tools. Mm. Right. Mm. So, it's really going to be simple like that, man. And I've learned from a lot of people. I've, I've been able to learn from my own life. A lot of people I've been in some powerful masterminds, you know, um, different mentors and that kind of thing. So just doing my best to kind of, you know, finish that up, man. And just give people a, a, an awesome, you know, tangible resource. That's so cool. That's so huge. Um, I feel like what you're talking about, um, makes me think that you've got you've had you're coming from such a a valuable position of having experienced and listened to so many people's stories being able to actually relate it to your own your own experience which is kind of obviously the the lens through which you see everything but then being able to really deduce the patterns of success and failure you know and Mm -hmm. being able to kind of bring it down into a, a single book of of tools and that sort of thing i i'm i'm curious with having seen all those patterns, you talk about the mind, body, vocation, relationships, and spirit. Do, do a lot of people's adversity and challenges show up more in one area of those five than others, or is it just across the board? Like mm. what have you noticed has been some of the, the patterns of where people are really struggling in life right now? It's a great question. That's a fantastic question, brother. You know, it's, it's been, it's been all over the map. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's funny because some people have one thing figured out and then, you know, you don't, you don't know what else is going on in their life. I, I think right now I would probably say that this last year really, really brought to light and forced people to really dig deep with their mindset, man. And really figure out because, you know, there was so much disconnection from people and some people Mm -hmm. worse than others, you know, there's, that's why I'm so passionate about mental health and all this stuff is, is our mindset is everything. Right. I I really think like mindset is, is really the catalyst for all of those things, for all of those categories. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm like having more realization for that. So thank you. It's like, that is really the main thing is that how do we look at these situations? You know, you, you, everything has been changed. People can't go to work. People can't go out to eat. All their programming has been fucking thrown into chaos. And it all comes down to like, well, how are we going to react? Yeah. Like our mindset. And I really think a lot of people this year, especially have had to come back to themselves and realize like what really matters, Mm. what really matters you know, how are my relationships? How, like, it's the quality of these relationships I find too, especially through everything being online this year. It's, it's like really cultivating those meaningful relationships as well, the best you can, because that's kind of what fills our cup. Mm. And that's why I'm blessed to have these conversations with you, brother, over the last years, because this is, this has kept my cup so full, even in a crazy world. Amen. But yeah, it's the mindset, man. It really is. If people can can get their minds right, people can you know really come back to themselves and understand like what story they're telling themselves. Mm-hmm. 
and start to create these new stories in their life, the new narrative ahead, then things, their perspective changes. Mm. So the mind, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like you're just saying that the, the mindset is the, <laughs> the motherboard. It's the, it's the thing that obviously controls how you show up with your body with your relationships, with your vocation. But then it's interesting, and you're talking about ayahuasca a little bit, and I've just dabbled a little bit over this past year in, in some you know, plant-based medicines. It, it becomes a very spiritual process when you let go of your brain, the way your brain you know, takes in this three-dimensional human experience. You know, When you kind of get beyond your body, I think even before the mind is the spirit, or they just, they're just so intertwined, yeah? Yeah. to where it's like, I, to me, it's like, how, how could this be? I've seen such beautiful things. I've had such heartache over the last year, just through my own working through my process. It's like, how could any of this be possible without some sort of spirit or higher consciousness or, you know, that sort of thing. So I feel like that still works in hand in hand in hand with where it, your mindset, yes, but then where is your consciousness coming from? Where are your thoughts coming from? Is there a, a, an individual source or are we all kind of individual brains and consciousnesses all across the planet? Like, I don't know, it gets me thinking some of those bigger questions because it's so powerful, I think, to think about those things before you start getting into your relationship, your vocation. Totally. Your I totally health. agree. That was a big, that was a big uh, realization on my third night was, you know, universal intelligence. Like we are part of a universal intelligence mm -hmm. and we create from life force energy. Like I could literally, I see it. I remember seeing this, like this magical, like almost like stars, like just like <sighs> we're part of this intelligence mm -hmm. and everything that we create, if we can create from our life source, our life force energy, the message that I got, take it or leave it. If you guys like psychedelics or not, <laughs> This shit's wild, but it was like, if you can create from that place of your life force energy mm. and you can hone that daily, you cannot fail. You cannot fail if you're creating from that place. And that's the key is creating from that place every day. And that's intentional. That's like, mm. you know, your intentional mornings and whatever you do, you know, but you know, that's, that was so, that was such a realization for me. Cause it was basically like, get out of your own way. Like you got mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're us humans. Like we, we're, we're all just, we get in our own way. It's like, we have all the things, but we just, we complicate it. We're so smart yet. We're so complicated and stupid in certain ways. Right. And it's like, that was what I, that was what I gathered, man. And that's my feeling is like, you know, we're connected to a universal intelligence. There's no doubt in my mind and felt it. And if we can create from that place, then, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll create success. I really believe that. I completely agree too, because I do feel like, and this has got me, my mind starting to really turn. It's like, I think where we go so wrong with, with even saying like, it's all about the mindset. Then it becomes for me like, well, then I've got to get the best mindset. It becomes such an ego trip right? Oh, I've got a better mindset or the, the, the Mamba, you know, Kobe mindset, the Michael Jordan mindset, you know, that personalizes and makes, uh, makes your, your thought out to be such a, um, something that you have ownership over and control over, which you can look at it one way and like, well, yeah, you're in control of that. Yes. 
but yeah, I still feel like if there's a, if, if you actually do buy into a, a larger intelligence, right. And this is why I love the idea that we are all like just made in the, the image and likeness of this divine intelligence. And there's nothing but unconditional love. There's nothing else that you can do to fuck that up because unconditional love is unconditional. There are no conditions in which you can fuck up your life, you know, and even if it's not in this lifetime, it's going to be in the next lifetime that you're going to be able to make amends or, or learn from it. Right. It really is just a journey of learning and experiencing and moving forward. And I feel like if you really do come from that place of like acceptance, that it's not really your mind, but it is mind capital M mind. Yeah. Then you're right. It's not even you who's doing it. All you're doing is it's just all the limiting beliefs that are on like this. Yeah. The stories, it's the The stories, stories. right? Like the stories that stop us. It's like, and, and how good can we, and that's what, you know, that's why trauma is like, you know, it's like, it's like an emotional response to a moment that like causes a kink in like allowing the whole feeling to go through and the acceptance of, but as soon as you can get rid of that, it becomes wisdom as Joe Dispenza said, just becomes a memory of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Once that feeling and that emotion can run through that, that kink. And that's what happens. It's like those kinks in our, in our timeline of our stories is what cause us to bring into the present moment. And if we can somehow figure out how to like unlearn those stories mm-hmm. and every day is a clean slate, which is not easy. <laughs> right. But if we can figure that out, and this is why Joe Dispenza's work is so powerful and so, why I could resonate with it so much. It's like, mm-hmm. that's how we create is having that fresh from where do we want to be? Like, you know, you have to live in that moment now because this is the present moment of the story you're creating or you're living someone else's story. That's not even true. It's not right. happened. It's over. Right. This is a complicated thing that, you know, obviously gets people confused sometimes but it really is just the acceptance and not allowing that story to, to run the movie mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Your movie life is a movie. It's a fucking simulation. Yeah. What, which move, what's the, which, which DVD are you putting in today? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I love the matrix because the matrix yeah. is literally like him resistant to him being the one, you know, but when he finally accepts it and it flows through him, then he like, there's, like everything is easy. Everything just flows, you know, and I'm consciously aware of how often I'm overcomplicating it because I'm judging myself so much, you know, or I'm judging the situation. It makes me think of your dad too. I mean, he made up a meaning at some yeah. point, you know, that, that the ego, his ego said you fucked up or, or mm-hmm. I can't handle this anymore because if you feel like, especially as men, which is why I enjoy doing the men's work. We put so much, well, women do it too, let's be honest, but like putting the burden of the world on our shoulders, man, sometimes you're just like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. That's why I think it's so important to come back to the spirit, which then controls the mind, which then from there is the, the genesis of creating in your life of your vocation, your relationship in your body, you know? So I think that's pretty powerful. And I feel like the, the ayahuasca, the plant-based medicines that you've kind of experienced, it, it just opens a portal or a window to like possibility, you know, and kind of, it, it, it it's like a cheat code kind of to your brain. Mm. Your brain is just set to do the same thing every single yeah. day, kind of without even thinking about it. Right. Well, yeah. And 
the the amazing thing about ayahuasca is like it's all about trust and surrender mm. yet i was being showed stuff i already knew in my intuition that mm. was so it's so funny because i was literally being confirmed of all the stuff i knew in my intuition from before about what I'm capable of yet the stories running were blocking me from doing that because I was afraid of failing. Mm. But what the medicine showed me was that you're on the right path. You just need to believe and you need to just fucking do it mm -hmm. because these stories are stopping you and they're not true. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I got in this deep insight into like my future because mm -hmm. what stops us from doing these things is like, what if it doesn't work out? Well, okay, I better not do it then. But I actually saw, and I feel so blessed, is that I saw my success. I felt it already. That's awesome. Like, I felt it. And I was like, whoa, okay. And the reason that I, I got shown that is because I trusted the medicine that night. Like, I, I surrendered. So I was able to see that on the other side of it, the surrender is what it's all about. Because everything we do has a risk. You know, and everything we do has a story attached to it. Like it may not work or this person may judge me. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of get to see the future ahead of time <laughs> and that that's all bullshit, then you're more inclined to do the thing. This is why I've stepped into doing a lot more than I've done because I felt like I was in such a, a rut, even with the podcast and everything for so long, like not wanting to take the next step of like, okay, you know, because, oh, I'm not there. Who am I to do that? Who am I to throw a summit? Who am I like, I'm not up there. And it's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. and, and like, that's why I'm so grateful. And I'm not saying everybody's got to do ayahuasca, but for me, I was called to that. And that gave me just the right amount of fuel to see what I already knew. It, it wasn't showing me anything I didn't already know intuitively. It was taking the intuition, playing with my psyche, playing with my, uh, my ego and being like, look, here, here's what you need to do. And while I'm doing this, I'm going to fuck with you and show you a lot of dark <laughs> shit. And it did that. It, it like, it forced me to, to go into a lot of dark crevices and really like, you know, face some shit, but oh, for um, sure. it was, it was, it was wild. And I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. I think that's, and that's, it is like, we're, we're so scared of losing control. That is, I feel like, our, the world's greatest addiction is control, yes. myself included. Myself yes. included. And I was always raised uh, in Christian science to focus on, like, your, your conscious, your thought is the only thing that you really have control over. So you never want to give that away through alcohol or drugs or even, you know, prescription drugs, you know, like over-the-counter drugs, like nothing. Stay in control of your mind. But then for me, I realized – it became such this like thing of ego. I have to keep in control of my mind. And so actually starting to do a little bit of the mushrooms here and there. it's just, that's just the process. Even if we're talking about marijuana, it's like, man, just the, it was so scary. It was like, it literally was like the matrix. It was so scary to let go of my mind and to just surrender mm -hmm. and trust. And then though, on the other side of that, there was so much freedom and so much insight, you know, it doesn't mean yeah. that I do drugs all the time. I don't, I don't need that, you know, but here and there, it's like, it's, it's as a yeah. tool, mm. it's so powerful versus what you, you know, you experience with alcohol and drugs. Like that's when, you know, you're coping, you're just avoiding, you're numbing totally, uh, and avoiding that pain that could actually be a huge teacher. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I love that you're, you're kind of talking about that. Cause I think that's the powerful part. It, it, it can, yeah, it can be used as such a, such a great tool, which is now what you've turned into a podcast, 
a book. Now tell us more about the book. Tell them how they can hear about more about the, like talk more about the summit as well. Yeah. Like, let's get into some of that stuff. I think it's, it's pretty yeah. cool. So um, depending on when this airs, when will this air just so that for the dates wise? About, about an hour from now. No, I'm kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> no, honestly, uh, maybe just within the next week or oh, two. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause sometimes people weeks out. So there's of course. no point in saying, um, so it's May 21st, cool. 23rd. Um, we have a couple really big headliner speakers. We've got Dan Fleischman, which is, you know, very well known in social media. He's, he's probably the number one event guy on online like he throws the biggest events he's just all about value he's the guy's amazing man like um if you guys don't know who he is check him out on social media we also have landed ronnie turioff he's a past guest as well he's going to be coming on nba champion and we also have two really powerful headliners for these are just the ones that we've locked in so far we got amber lee lago and we have uh danelle degato which are also very powerful women and for, this is, this is going to be a weekend of how I can sum it up is really taking the podcast and, and just turning it into a weekend of just raw, real conversation and, you know, provide people with the inspiration, the tools for personal transformation so that they can have all the things they need to walk away with to, to, to face the shit that they're going through in their life, you know, and the best way I know how to provide that is through stories and interviewing people. Yeah allowing the human connection, allowing people to shine through each other's stories. And somebody might have a nugget that you resonate with that can change your life. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very powerful. So yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm working on. And the book, the book as well. So Master Adversity is, Mastering Adversity is also available now as well. I love it. I love it. So the, the summit is virtual. It's all online. Yeah, is it's it? all virtual. Okay. Yeah. okay, 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 cool. People, if they want to hear more about that or, or sign up, get their ticket. Where do they go to get that? Yeah. So if you guys want to go to my Instagram, just go to the link tree, the, the little link there, I would yeah. say everything is right there just to keep it super simple. And your we'll Instagram is lance.esios. So it takes you right to the website and all the stuff, whether you want to look at the book, you want to look at the summit, all of that is going to take you there. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. And I'd love to have, I'd love to have you guys a part of it. I mean, this is, this is exciting. And I mean, you've been on the show before, so, yeah. you know, this, yeah. that's, that's really, yeah, man. I just want to be able to provide the next level of value that I can provide the world. And that felt natural to create a summit. So, yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it for sure. Uh, so guys, as you're listening or watching the, the video on YouTube here, um, go connect with Lance. You're, you're primarily on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. I, my social media is pretty much all the same. Lance ECOs or Lance W ECOs yeah. and, uh, and, and website Lance which is, you can get through from Instagram. Perfect. Last name is E S S I H O S. Yeah. Um, guys, I really, really would recommend going and subscribing, listening to his podcast, the university of adversity, Go and, and order a, a pre-order his book. I think it's going to be pretty powerful. I'm excited to read it and then dive into that summit because I think um, I think uh, I can speak for myself. People always say, "Well, how do you get from A to Z?" Or I'm not even that Z, but right from A to to F. It's like honestly, there's no there's no science to it. 
you have to follow your own intuition, you know, yeah. and to get around other people who are doing the work and offering the value, whether it be Tony Robbins or all these other programs that I've done. If, if, if you're just listening to podcasts, reading books, getting involved and you're getting one nugget, just that, that in and of itself can change your lens for that day, for the week. Mm-hmm. And then it really does start to kind of change the trajectory of your life. And I feel like the stuff that you're offering to the world is, it could not do that. Right. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it, man. It's like, it's the perfect time for it. And I really yeah. want to blend together, you know, cause a lot of times in the personal development world, it's either one way and you have to be spiritual or whatever. I want to blend, you know, a mix of the spiritual people yeah. who are using that, that aspect, but then like, you know, the, the alpha males and then like the, you know, the, like the bringing them together because they're all, it's all, it's all part of it you know, depending on who you resonate with. And that's the key is I want to do this every year. It's like, you know, be able to bring that all together and have that inspiration and just give people tools right yeah. through their, their transformational journey. So, yeah. 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 I think that's, that's, that's kind of my thought too, which is like anyone and everyone It's just really more about uh, not judging ourselves or putting ourselves into a certain, you know, pigeonholing ourselves into a certain label. It's just like, it's just yeah. about growth and, and yeah. being around other good human beings who are on a similar path as you. So oh, man, no. we could keep talking for, for an ever and ever, but I want to be mindful of time and let you go. But uh, thank you for taking the time, sharing your stories and going a little bit deeper into some of the things that I knew you had experienced, but not to the, to the level that you shared. Um, and for just all the work that you're doing. Cause I really do feel like, man, on this trajectory that you're on, when you're able to look back on your life, you'll be able to say with, with pride and humility, like, yeah, I showed up. I leaned into it a hundred percent, you know, yeah, and I uh, appreciate really it. had a powerful impact on the world. So thanks, man. I'm just so grateful. Thank you, Johnny. Passive crossed. You too, brother. I really, really appreciate you, man. This is, yeah. this is so great to have this conversation. And this is why I love podcasting is that you get to have these, these, the double conversation. Somebody comes on your show <laughs> and then you go on theirs. And yeah. it's, it's, it's great, man. And yeah. it's really therapeutic for me. So it's always a pleasure connecting with you, man. I love yeah. the work you're doing as well. So thank you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And I've told you this before, but, uh, you know, I know you've got other friends here in Denver, but when, when you come up through Denver, you know, cool. hit, hit me up and we'll absolutely bro. hundred we'll, percent. We'll have fun for sure. <laughs> and vice versa. When I come down to Costa Rica, are you, how long are you staying, plan on staying down there? Who the knows? plan is probably go home for summer and then come move here in September. That's what okay. I'm thinking. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. 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 We'll definitely be in touch about that. So cool, anyways, brother. guys, thanks so much for uh, checking out the, this podcast episode with Lance ECOs. Check out his book, his website, his summit. There's and, and the, the podcast, there's so many good things that he's up to. So until we meet again, guys, thanks for listening. We'll check in with you soon. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnyking men's coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. 
Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.